Welcome to the Architect of Change show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. Okay, so we start with my motivational quote, and it is by Bob Berg, and the quote goes like this. The successful network I know, the ones receiving tons of referrals and feeling truly happy about themselves, continually put the other person's needs ahead of their own. Naturally, networking is an integral part of growing our business. Does any of this sound familiar to you? You have six events scheduled over the next two weeks. You're not sure any of them will bring any new business to the table. You aren't even sure these are worthwhile events. You may even have that sickening feeling of what do I actually do when I get there if talking to strangers doesn't come easily. You may even have a case of a little bit of stage fright. How can you make this a productive time for you and your fellow attendees without giving your elevator pitch over and over and over again and hearing someone else's? Have you ever felt this way before? Well, today we have an expert. Her name is Jessica Levin. She is the author of Perfect Pairing, The Art of Connecting People, and he was the president and chief connector at Seven Degrees Communication, and Jessica's going to answer all of our questions and so much more. You'll hear about how to find people who are a good fit rather than just looking for a good new client. If you're already mastered network, if you're already mastered network, stay with us as enhancing and building your network will be covered too. Jess um, will, will present a recipe or her recipe for creating successful and fulfilling relationships professionally and personally and expanding your client of influence. Are you guys ready to up your game? Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have to say, and I had mentioned this before to you, I, I just read your book, and it was amazing. Just simple to read, and the whole premise, I think, is so relevant to our topic of cover conversation today. Um, and I, I was telling you before we, we began um, this call that I have my husband reading it now and that I highlighted it, you know, because there was so much information that I think is relevant to, you know, what we do today in business and in our personal lives too, right? It's not just, just not work. No, really it's a, it's a recipe for living life. It's a recipe for how to help others. And, you know, for me, my world's crossed. There's no personal in business. It's all one. So I look at holistically. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love that. I love that word holistic because all of your ideas and, and I'll just share with the Sorry. listeners, uh, Jess, the um, the book, as it goes through the chapters at the end of each chapter, you have really awesome action steps of, you know, try this if you're not doing it. Here are some quick little steps to follow. So it's not just an information dump where it's like, blah, 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 you know, this is connecting, this networking, et cetera. You actually have those action steps, which I thought were awesome. Again, simple, clear, and if anybody could do it, right? It's not like you need a master's degree to be able to do your action stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to write a book that people could actually take and apply. 
I know personally I've read a lot of books and they were nice to read, but then I never did anything with them um, because maybe they were too convoluted or overwhelming. And I wanted to write something that was simple and, and really something that could change people's lives. Yeah, yeah, and I do think it's a life-changing book. So now you, you're an experienced connector, and I, I want you to share with us what is the art of connecting. And you talk about the in the book, you, you have a, a little segment where you talk about the leap of faith. Can you just share with us what that was and sure. so, how, you, yeah, how you've, you've become an experienced connector? I... You know, I spend a lot of time working with accountants and, you know, therefore, we spend a lot of time talking about ROI and what's the return and how do we measure marketing initiatives. And Mm. this is something, connecting people and practicing the art of connecting people, that while I absolutely 100% think that it has a return, it's not always measurable in the way that you think it will be. Mm -hmm. And practicing it and helping other people and making introductions between other people, it comes back to you. It doesn't always come back to you in ways that you expect, but I believe you're depositing coins in the karma jar. And you have to believe that. You have to go into it believing that that's the case. And it might sound a little hokey and it might sound a little fluffy, but I'm a huge believer that this is the case, and I ask people in the book to, to take that leap of faith, to just trust me and practice it and see for themselves whether or not they see a return. Yeah, it's the, the whole concept of, you know, planting a bunch of seeds. Not all of them are going to take, but the ones that do, they can blossom into beautiful flowers or fields of food or whatever it is. So by being able to spread those seeds, not just saying, I'm going to plant one and see what happens. If that one doesn't take, you're kind of up a creek without any food, literally, right? Yeah, I mean, you have you have to try it, and, and it takes years. Um, I mean, I've made connections and I've seen things happen, returns happen really quickly. But in other cases, things have come back to me five years later. And I'm sure. like, wow, that really just happened. And you don't expect it because, you know, five years later, there, that person might not be on your radar. <laughs> you know what? You can't expect it. You can't go into this process expecting anything in return. That's that negates it. The, the idea is that you are going out there to be a better person, to build a reputation as someone who's trusted, as someone who's a resource. And then it does come back to you. But if you go in there with the expectation, it just it doesn't work. It's true. And, and just share with us, because I think this is, people are saying connecting, networking. What is the difference between the two? And I, I, you explain it beautifully in the book. Well, thank you. <laughs> Can you explain the difference between networking and connecting? Yes. Um, so there is a difference. You cannot be a connector without networking. Um, because you need to know people. You need to meet people in order to be able to introduce them. But the idea is that you go out there, you meet people, whether it's through a networking group, through an association, through your church, whether it's through your kids' soccer league, 
whatever it is, you're making connections, you're, you're meeting people. But then the next step is that you are, you are saying to George, you're saying, hey, George, I think that you need to know Connie because Connie is somebody who is very influential. She has a radio show. And I just think it would be a good idea for you guys to know each other. That's connecting. But, of course, I have to go to uh, the New Jersey Networkers Association in order to meet Connie. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the networking is putting you in front of people. The connecting piece is you just chatting, not so much, if I'm understanding this correctly, not so much that, oh, how many, how many cards, how many business cards did I get that now I could follow up and see if I could get business from. That's not the point. You go to the networking event, you chat with people, you understand who they are, plus what they do, absolutely. And then you start thinking about your own network of folks and saying, oh, so-and-so is looking for a job. They should talk to Connie. Maybe she knows somebody at the bank that she works with now uh, locally that she can help them find a job. So it's putting pieces together based on the connections you make with the human, not with their, their card, their business card. Is that a good kind of synopsis of that, the difference? Yeah, that's absolutely it. Now, you do need those business cards because you do have to build that connection. You do you sure. have that network. So, you know, the way I look at it is, and I talk about this in the book, that I absolutely despise going to those networking events where you're just swapping business cards. I find yes. them awkward and intimidating, and I just really don't like them. But they happen. So the idea is that you show up and – you meet people, and you go in there, you walk in there with that attitude of, who am I going to help today? And, you know, I get somebody's business card, and I follow up with them, usually to schedule lunch if it's a local event. It's not always the case. Um, but maybe it's a phone call, and we get to know each other. And from there, I figure out who I, how I can help them, who I can introduce them to. At some point, they may ask me about my business. At some point, they may want to hire me, but it might not be today. And it's just a completely different mindset than going out there, getting cards, booking appointments, and trying to sell. Absolutely. It's not about selling. It's about sharing. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a salesperson. That's what I teach. That's what I do. I help people communicate better with their clients. It's communicating better with your clients, not going in for the kill every time you speak with a client. So it's the connecting is so important. And I do, I want to share the story of if that's okay with you right now. I just think that everybody will get how networking leads to the connections of dots. So how did, how the heck did I meet you, right? And actually, I'll tell the listeners, we have never met face-to-face. We've only chatted via the telephone, okay? So. I have a client that I have done training with her team of people on sales communications, and we have now become personal friends. Her name is Bernadette Mako. She's awesome, okay? She went to a networking event with Tracy Fink, who, shout out to my, my bud Tracy, she developed the networking for Cohen Resnick. I've had her on the show, Jessica, as well. So she met, Bernadette met Tracy, and Tracy, uh, they chatted, 
And Bernadette said to Tracy, oh, my gosh, you really need to meet Connie. I think your story is remarkable about how you persisted to make this networking go from, you know, just New Jersey local to national. And then so Tracy and I connected. She comes on the show. We hit it off on a personal level. So, again, hadn't met her. After the show, she said to me, all right, we have to meet for lunch. I'm like, yeah, we have to meet for lunch. We meet for lunch. I walk in. She's reading your book. So I say to Tracy, oh, new book. What are you reading? I love new books. She says, oh, perfect pairing, The Art of Connecting People. My friend Jessica Levin wrote the book. I go, oh, my goodness, what is the premise? Tell me about the premise. So she looks at me. I look at her. And it was the funniest moment because we both kind of said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And I said, oh, my, I think this is such a relevant topic. We need to have Jessica on the show. So Tracy's like, I'm on it. I'm going to email her as soon as I get back to the office. And then as we chatted, she said I needed to meet another uh, friend of hers, again, that lived in town. They walked together. Her name was Alana Levitt, who also has been on the show. What's mom still got to do with it? So here, somebody in my network who has become a dear friend went to another networking event, meets Tracy for the first time, they hit it off, and the rest is history. So that's connecting. There's nothing in this for me. There's nothing in this for you, right, Jessica? We've, we're just two lovely people having a conversation. <laughs> and that's how it works. And I have story after story after story yeah. like that. Of, it's serendipity to a certain extent, but it's really, you know, it's people being in the mindset. And once you're in that mindset, you can't stop. I, I think I connect somebody to each other every single day of the week. I bet. Sometimes twice. Um, but it, for me, I do it almost every single day. It's, it really feels good when you do connect people as well, whoever is in your network, two random people that, you know, a year ago you might not have saw the connection because needs change, jobs change, you know, positions change, whatever, whatever might happen. But connecting, it's almost addictive, I think, anyway. I, I love, love people. And when you're around people's energy, it, it energizes me more. So how do you not help two people who are on the same path or, you know, in need of like marketing, like you do marketing, right? So if someone's in need of marketing, and I, I think you're awesome, you have this awesome book, how can I not say to someone, you got to pick up this book, dude, it's awesome, and when you meet Jessica, I think she can really help your business, whatever, with marketing needs that happen. Now, will that happen in the next day, month, year? Don't know, but you never know who's in my network that might need your. It's just a brilliant concept and and again it goes back to what i was saying before it's so simple that anybody can do it let's take a quick break here um jess and then when we come back i'd really love for you to share your aha moment that you realized that you were a connector and that you had this natural talent and how you approach it in your business and then how you you ended up writing this book okay so let's take one quick break and then we come back please share your story because it's it really is an awesome story as well 
A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back. We are back with Jessica Levin, author of Perfect Pairing, The Art of Connecting People. And we're talking about most of us think of traditional networking. We're talking about networking and kind of putting it on speed almost by drilling deeper into the human connection. So tell us what your aha moment was that you realized you, you really had this natural talent. I don't know if I had an aha moment. Um, what I did have was two mentors who really showed me the way. The first one um, a gentleman by the name of Dominic, who was a, he was the head of sales at the organization that I was at, and I was the marketing coordinator. And we built a marketing plan pretty much on this entire premise. And, you know, we did these huge trade shows, and we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on the booth and on the after party and, you know, all these crazy traditional marketing things. And, and you know, this was really before – the days of, uh, so definitely before the days of social media and really in the very, very early days of email marketing. So, you know, trade shows and um, parties and events, that, you know, that was kind of it. And I watched, I watched Dominic with his clients. We spent a lot of time together. He would, he would take me out to meetings and really just took me into the trenches. And he had a couple of clients who were his friends. I mean, truly, truly his friends. And I would watch him interact with them. And, the, you know, the guy, I think his name is Mark, uh, would say, I need whatever it was. I need tires. And Dominic would pick up the phone and make it happen for him. And we weren't selling tires. We were selling, we were selling structural steel warehouse racking. And... I just witnessed this, and I looked at how loyal all of these customers were to Dominic. Sure. And it had nothing to do with the product we were selling. We were selling something that was very much a commodity. But he built his his reputation on this, and I watched, and we literally sat down and wrote this marketing plan based around it. And I started to see the value. And um, then, you know, I went on um, and I went to work for Sally Glick, who is probably the best connector I know, um, certainly the best connector in the state of New Jersey. Wow. She just, but by by working around her, I picked up on this and I just started doing it. And when I, when I started my company, um, and I actually, um, 
you know, I evolved my, my tagline. Originally, the tagline was connecting people online and in real life because we kind of started off doing social media and then eventually just changed it to connecting people, embracing technology. Um, so I wouldn't say it was an aha moment, but it was an evolution of me witnessing people doing it, trying it for myself, and just seeing my own results. And I think watching Dominic and Sally for you also, at least this is what I'm, what I'm hearing you saying, is that watching them, it felt good for you to see the loyalty and the kindness towards each other that if someone in his network, right, like you said, good friend came and said, I need tires or whatever random thing, he knew somebody to connect and help his friends. Really, that's what happens is it's a friend. And you think, oh, I know someone that can certainly help you, and I'm going to, you know, put the two of you together. So watching that and seeing that loyalty, I think, in a very jaded world that we live in, I think loyalty is a beautiful thing to witness when you see two people who really cherish each other. And, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's almost humbling uh, to see that type of, of deep connection. And we're talking about a man. Sally obviously is a woman. But with Dominic, you see from a male perspective of the, that very deep connection, it's very inspiring, I, I would think, uh, you know, to observe that. And, I, and I'm assuming you were younger in your career as well at that point. Yeah, I mean, I was very young. It was my second job out of college, and sure. so you know, I was I was incredibly inexperienced. But um, I there there was that voice in the back of my head that just knew that this was somebody that I needed to pay attention to. And it was sure. interesting because I think people kind of looked at our relationship, and I had this you know, it was very close to this person, and people thought it was an odd relationship that you know here's a twenty something year old you know, friends with this, this older guy, but I, I mean, I, I was smart enough to realize, you know, he wasn't perfect. It, it wasn't somebody like I idolized and would do everything he said, but I watched and I saw the numbers come in and I said, this is somebody I want to be associated with. I just knew instinctually that I could learn and, um, it changed my life, and, you know, I, I, I told him this. Um, knowing him changed my life. He put me in that position that when I did meet Sally that I was ready to take it to the next level. Um, but, you know, it's interesting you talk about it and feeling good, um, and, I, you know, I talk about this in the, in the book. There's actually, there is brain science behind this, and, the fact is, is that if you help people, whether it's through connecting them, whether it's through volunteering, whatever it is, um, there's something called the helper's high. And you literally re- release endorphins when you help people. And so whether I was witnessing somebody else doing the helping or I'm doing the helping myself, it literally does feel good because your brain is reacting to it. Yeah, they just did, they had on, um, I think it was TED Talks, one of them, and the person was saying that spending money feels good. So when it came, you know, on the internet, you get the different emails, and I thought, spending money feels good. Wow, I got to, like, I got to read this in this economy, right? So I thought there's more to it, right? That's, that's the, you know, they caught me, right? They hooked me. So I started watching the, the TED Talk, and here was the premise, exactly what you're saying. 
that people who either give charitably, whether it be at church or through different organizations, or give of their time from a charitable standpoint, because perhaps they don't have a ton of money um, to share, that those endorphins are released and it really does feel so good that it's just how people start to live their lives. So it's not about going out and buying a pair of diamond earrings. It's about saying, you know what, I really know there's children starving in this world. Let me give back to that organization or the local food bank or whatever, or go and, and even work in the, the, you know, food kitchens, et cetera. Um, that feeling of giving is very, very re- rewarding. And, and again, two things I want to comment on that you said you didn't really have an aha moment. I think that your aha moment was watching Dominic and, and seeing, seeing how he just lived his life and understanding again, you were, you're a graduate of, of college, right? They don't teach us how to think in college about connecting and all of they, they might now, I, I, I don't know when you graduated. They certainly didn't teach that, you know, in, in my, my uh, education. So now you see this opportunity, you see this person with these tremendous skills, and you think, I need to have that skill. So you were willing to learn. You opened your mind to something that hadn't been taught per se. So I do think that was, was a moment of learning for you of what is my next skill to develop. The other thing about feeling good is really once you start doing it, and this is what the TED Talks were saying, it really does become addictive in a good way because helping people, again, in this jaded world, we're not used to loyalty. We're not used to that outwardly kindness. And then here you have you, me, whoever, um, connecting people, not for, I don't get anything out of it. I don't want anything out of it. But if this can help you in your life, you know, find a job or, you know, take your project to the next level, whatever it might be, that feels good. It's so important. You know, it's funny. As you're saying this, um, I do remember, I remember the first time I met this one particular client. Um, and, and it all had, it was at this, the first trade show I ever did in my entire career. And we were in Minneapolis and we were at Ruth's Chris. And I mean, I can remember this dinner so perfectly in my mind and the conversation there. So I I did not look at that as an aha moment, but I do remember the first time I witnessed it, and and that's always stuck with me. So so I do I do see your point there. It, it it's it it changed your life, you know. Again, at the time, I I think when you look back in time, and I think Stephen Jobs said this at one of the uh, commencements. He spoke at, at the you know the kids in college, and he said that as you're putting those bricks before you, steps, whatever you want to call it, you're not really sure is it the right thing, is it the wrong thing? Oh my God, you know what? And you know we have all these questions and stresses, but as you as the steps unfold, even if it's a, if it's an incorrect step or it takes a little bit longer to get to the end result, there was still value in that step for something that you learned right and now when you look back on all of the bricks that you you know you've paved in your life your path that you look and you think ah it makes sense now if I didn't step at that moment in that situation that wouldn't have happened or I wouldn't have met that person so it's almost the same thing for you at that first trade show seeing this connection unfold Um, it's remarkable that how the brain works I think that your gut we call it our gut, but your gut realized that this is an important, this is something important that's happening. And I want to be part of that. I want to do that. I want to be good at that. 
um, it's all about skill development. That's to me, that's life successes is us growing. And that, that was, I, I think your first, for me, aha moment. I, I'm not putting words in your mouth. That was really bad of me. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, at least I know now that I've written a book that can be a bunch of other people's aha moments because yes. I spell it out for them. Yes. It's, it's, so, it's so cool to have this concept, and then you write beautifully, right? So to have the skill to be able to write, that's why you're in marketing. You know how to put, you know, PR things together, et cetera. So you have these, these skills that came together, and boom, you have a book. <laughs> Easy peasy, right, Jess? <laughs> you know, the, the, the best part of it was I had, a, I had a big party to celebrate the book, and Dominic was stuck at a meeting in Chicago and his flight got canceled because it was in February oh. and he couldn't oh. make it. And Sally, as I said, was out connecting people that night. She already had an event that she was hosting and neither one of them had been there. But the reasons that they couldn't have been there were just so perfect for both of them that That's I just funny. had to laugh about it. Yeah, it's, they're doing what they do. That's what they're, they're doing. doing what they do. Yeah, how cool. See, but that's what an again another great story for you for your next book. <laughs> you could start it with I had my kickoff party and my two big mentors couldn't even come. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was uh, appropriate. Hysterical. Yeah, it's it's appropriate. It's totally hysterical. Before we take another break, um, we're gonna take a break in about two minutes. You, in the book, you did share that you realize now, looking back, that you were a connector. It was at age 7 or 12, putting a party or something together. I don't, I don't remember 100% the age. Uh, seven, which is, uh, which is okay. where the seven comes from. And um, it's, uh, it's a long story that we might want to wait for after the break. Okay. <laughs> it just, it's so funny. You were seven years old. And yet you really did have this innate ability. So, again, for me, uh, looking back, you know, with with reading the book and, and now having this conversation with you, from seven years old, the name of your company, right, is, is taken from that. You have that core skill at seven. You didn't realize you were going to write a book, clearly, you know, in your career. But it, you had to have that experience at age seven to be able to write the book now. It, it, that, that was the beginning of the end almost. I don't know. As I was reading the book, wow, I think I read way too deeply. <laughs> you're, no, no, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Yeah, I just, the, again, the connectivity of the stories and how through your career and how people were placed in front of you and how you saw the opportunity that it's that to me that's an innate ability um it, it all comes together so yes let's take a quick break and then we'll share the story about your seven-year-old party <laughs> a quick break it's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn it's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. 
Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back. We are back with Jessica Levin, um, author, Perfect Pairing, The Art of Connecting People, awesome book. And we're talking about how she actually came up with the name of her company um, from when she was literally seven years old. So share that story, how you were a connector even as a, as a young child. Well, I threw my first party uh, when I was seven, and it was a Valentine's Day party. And 30 years later, on Valentine's Day, uh, was the actual publication date of the book. Come and, on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, I, I mean, let's be honest. I planned it that way. but Of um, course, but that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm an event person by background, by training. I'm a certified meeting professional. I've always been drawn to events, but it really did stem from really from the age of seven. And I actually have a degree in entrepreneurship, so I always knew I was going to own a company. And I always thought my company was going to be called Since I Was Seven. And Since I Was Seven was going to be a party planning, and not a party planning company, an event planning company, a meeting planning company. And, you know, you just said people are put in your way uh, for a reason. And I believe that. I believe that so much. Um, it's it's just something that I live my life by, and I do know when to look for opportunities. And, you know, you said it was an innate ability, but I think it is something that you can learn, and I think it's something that Agreed. you can practice and, and hone yes. in on. Really, that's that's really it. So Agreed, yeah. Um, I, got a, I started a company by accident. And this is this is one of the stories of Connect the Dots. Um, I was at a networking event, and I met a guy named Jeff, and I was completely aloof to him. And the only reason I was completely aloof was it was the first time that I was at this event, and I didn't really know anybody. And he came and sat down next to me, and I was shy. And Jeff's takeaway from me was that I didn't like him. You know, (laughs) I I can say that now because he's one of my best friends today. So Jeff and I, you know, we started a business relationship from there. And I had asked him to speak at a networking group that I run. And he spoke. And the person who heard him speak called him up to hire him for a social media consulting project. And Jeff worked for a small agency, so they often outsource things. So one day in May of 2009, uh, Jeff called me and said, it was actually May 1st, Jeff said, I have this project. Um, I know you've been studying social media, because this is what I did in my spare time was study social media. Sure. <laughs> That's what marketers do. Um, Absolutely. In your spare time, you just work. (laughs) (laughs) So I said to Jeff, okay, you know, I'll take on the project. And this was the person who hired him was somebody I had actually introduced. So it kind of starts to come full circle. So I literally go to bed that night. 
and I'm lying in bed, and I was like, oh, I have a client. Hmm, I guess I need a company. Oh. And so, you know what, I really want to use Seven. They always said I was going to use Seven in this other company, and I really started to sit there and think about it and social media and, the, you know, the, the whole six degrees of separation, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And I said, you know, social media, it's just bringing us this whole new level. It's exposing us to people as opportunities that we've never had before. And I think seven is that next degree. And from there, seven degrees communication was born. And next month will be six years. Isn't that, see, that is such a cool story because, okay, I am not as creative as you are. But you see, you went to bed and you thought about it and you pulled all of these pieces, these connections, and boom, the the company was born. I went to the attorney when I decided I was going to open my business 15 years ago, right? And I go to the attorney and he says, oh, do you have a name? And I was a deer in headlights. I go, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> I know what I want to do. I know I'll be good at it. I don't know the name of the company. And that's how Whitman and Associates was born because it was the only thing that came to my mind. So clearly, had I known you, I would have said, oh, Jessica's on my speed dial. Let me call her. And I have since named a number of other companies for people. Most recently, you know, this is one of those things. I sat next to somebody at a at a conference once, and we've become very, very good friends because we ate lunch together. And he formed a company, and uh, I was literally on a train. I was on Amtrak going down to Washington, D.C., and we're on Facebook Messenger. And we literally, probably for about an hour, we went back and forth on Facebook Messenger, looking up different terms. And by the time I got from New Jersey to Washington, D.C., we had come up with a perfect name for his company. See, that is, you, here's another thing. And I, and, and I talk a lot about on the show, I have different guests, but I talk about following your passion. What do you truly love to do? Because when you choose something that you love to do, your brain fires full throttle. It, you, you, you find excitement and it doesn't feel like work, right? It's, it's a fun thing. Your creative ability, you clearly have chosen the correct field, right? Obviously, because you're successful. But even aside from that, you love what you do. You're passionate about what you do. We really do have to find, I talk about your sole purpose. Everybody has a sole purpose. I don't think we stop to figure it out. And here, and, and just, just a comment and, and a compliment, I, I guess, to you, Jessica, is that at age seven that you, you knew most, most little girls are dreaming about finding Prince Charming, and you're thinking, no, I'm going to have my own company, and I'm going to run parties. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> dreaming about finding Prince Charming. I know. You. You're so cute. You really are. Her picture's on the back of the book, and she's very beautiful, by the way, gentlemen, who's listening. <laughs> We're being really bad now. Oh, you're funny. That that just, it, it's a great story. It really is a great story. And, and I hope people are starting to see how dots get connected. Do me a favor. Can you, and you said this, I think, beautifully as well. Yes, it was perhaps innate for you. You love to connect people. That, that really at the core. Yes, you saw the moment with Dominic and Sally and the opportunity and all of that of how you can learn. But that ability to love people, I'm going to say love people and connect with people, um, kind of how you're wired. 
So with that said, everybody's thinking, Nance, I'm shy, though. I don't have that ability. I don't have a big network right now. How can they start to develop those connecting skills so that they could be more effective and really look at their long-term business growth? Because this does not happen overnight. It's really a work. We're really works in progress. But if you don't acknowledge it and start somewhere, you know, you can always say, oh, I don't have a good network. You know what? Grab the skill, put it into place, and you could become great at this as well. So share some tips with everyone that you think is just really paramount or a good place to start. And, again, it could be professional or a personal network. Or, you know, sometimes the two kind of collide. I think frequently they collide. Yeah, let, let me start with something else. Um, uh, this, this did not come naturally to me. Um, I am going to my 20th high school reunion this summer. I think I'm going anyway. I haven't quite decided because um, <laughs> I was not popular in high school. I was probably the opposite of popular in high school. Uh, I am to this day best friends with the girl who I met the very first week of college, but she was probably the only friend I made, uh, in, you know, in those early weeks. Um, it didn't come naturally to me. And, and people look at me now, and, and, and people do compliment me a lot on, on who I've become. And I, I don't want to say that I'm not authentic because I'm incredibly authentic, but I had to learn to be. And so anybody who thinks that they're awkward or this, this isn't for them, um, I, I am proof, proof that anybody can do this. That's wonderful. Um, you know, it's it's about once you start being kind and it really starts with kindness and helping you, you can really just change who you are. You can be a, being a positive person. First of all, is incredibly, incredibly important. People, people don't, people pick up on this and they don't want to work around people who are, who are negative. So I'm just throwing that out there that you really have to dig into be, being positive. Uh, and I know there's a whole, that's a whole other conversation, but, but it's an important that's for sure. setting, you know, starting <clears throat> point. So here's the thing, right? You have to identify who you want to know. And you, there is some strategy behind it, especially if you're in business. You do start to need to network with the people who are closely related to what you do. So I always say, you know, start small. Pick one group. And I'm a big fan of getting involved in one organization and owning that organization versus being involved in 10 different things and just showing up and popping in. So the organizations that I'm a part of, if I join an association, I don't just join. I get on a committee. I take a leadership role. Because that's how you meet people. And that's how people get to know you and to trust you is because you become the face of that organization. And now, so not, not all organizations, you know, allow you to do this. Some of them, it's much more competitive. But whether it's a professional organization or it's a, a, a board, a not-for-profit board, um, I'm about to join a not-for-profit board um, of an organization that I've been involved with superficially, and I kind of said, hey, I really want more of a formal role because I really want to dig in. Um, or even if it's your your church group or your kids' soccer, or um, for many years I was involved in the local Kiwanis club, whatever it is, pick something 
and something that you're interested in. A lot of times I see this happen to younger professionals where uh, their companies will say, hey, why don't you go to this group? And they're not passionate about it, and then they don't really want to be involved. Pick something that really means something to you, whether it's an organization that you want to learn from or an organization you want to get, give back to. Go sure. in there and get involved. And that's how you're going to meet people. And then every person that you meet, and, I mean, and you can do this from an organizational standpoint because you're helping others uh, holistically. You're, you're helping the whole organization figure out what needs to be done and schedule one-on-ones. This is, this is the biggest thing is that we meet people and we don't follow up. We meet, Absolutely. I meet so many people, and the amount of people who follow up with me, I mean, it's, it's minute. But if you are one of those people who takes the initiative and follows up with people for that lunch date, for that coffee date, for the, you know, you're going to go to happy hour and have cocktails, or, you know, you're across the country, so you hop on Skype and you do a virtual coffee date, whatever it is, to get to know another person. And it doesn't always have to be about business. And I know that not everybody is comfortable sharing their personal lives with their professional lives. I get it. I personally don't practice it because people are people. And when you can get to know, you know, what's going on in their lives, whether it's with their spouse or with their kids or it's just some personal, you know, angst that they're going through, then you can figure out how to help them. And sometimes somebody might be really stressed because the contractor on their house bailed. And you can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, here's the guy who's going to save you. And that's going to happen. You know, that's going to make you loyal to this person because they have helped you. And you just start doing that in little bits and pieces, and it grows. You make one connection today, one connection this week, and then maybe next week you make two. And then before you know it, you're like me, and you're connecting people every single day of your life. And you end up leading a really beautiful life because people want to help you. And when you have a need and you go out and ask somebody for something, if you have been this person, people will go out of their way to help you. It's so true. And, and, you know, again, I, I teach sales, right, or, or communicating more effectively with customers. And, um, you know, sometimes I hear, well, you don't, you know, you don't know our industry. And I look at them and I think, yeah, I don't care what industry you function in. Communicating with another human being is the same from industry to industry. And if you don't show respect, and, and for me, it's a lot of respect that we have that for people and um where they are in their life, understanding, whatever it might be. But if I could go in and and connect with them on the human level, whatever their needs are, and I really, really listen, that's another skill I think that we lack greatly as human beings. We take turns talking at each other. So I think if you go in and truly say, I'm going to really understand who this person is, I'm really going to understand their situation, and see how I can help them, or if I can help them, maybe I know someone who can. And if you approach every interaction on a personal level, it takes on a whole new meaning when you do end up helping that person, and then they in turn um, refer back to you and help you and, and talk you up and have you at speaking engagements, whatever it might be. So it starts, I love that, it starts with kindness 
because it really does. We're humans working with humans. Again, I don't care what industry you're in. You have to show kindness for each other, and we have to communicate. And in order to do that, again, we have to listen. I want to pause one last time and just ask everyone that's listening. I, I really hope that this topic is resonating with you because I think that no matter what job we have or what career we're in, and Jessica, you probably can validate this too, that we have to be out there networking and sharing our brands, whatever it might be for the small business owners, marketing people that are listening, et cetera. This, I think, is an overwhelming topic. No one loves to go to these network events, but it's, it's a means to an end. We certainly have to put ourselves out there. So if you folks listening feel what Jessica is talking about and what we're discussing today, um, that you think, yeah, I hate going to networking events. Oh, but I like what Jessica's saying on going out there and just making that one new connection or joining that organization and getting on the board and drilling down to chat with people. You know, it, it takes time, but everybody can do this. So I really offer to every one of you, if you have a success story like some of the things that Jessica's sharing with us, please connect with me. You can email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com, and again, it's C-O-N-N-I-E, at, and then W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Of course, go to my website, www.WhitmanAssos.com, same as what I spelled before. Also, if you really love what you're hearing, I do recommend that you purchase the book, Perfect Pairing, The Art of Connecting People um, by Jessica Levin, and you can get it on her website, which I'm going to give you now, and then I will also put that link on the Web Talk Radio website under the description so that you can link that way. But the website is www.7degreescommunications.com, so S-E-V-E-N. D-E-G-R-E-E-S-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. Um, and again, Jessica is on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I will give you her, her number if you want to connect with her um, and have a chat, okay? So again, share your stories. Jessica is more than happy to help you guys with this uh, networking experience, right, or to gain that skill. Okay, we have a few, we have about 13 minutes, uh, Jess. So share with us who, thank you for those tips, by the way, because I, I do think anybody can do it. And thank you for sharing your personal story. Um, you know, it was very personal. I, I really do appreciate you sharing that. Who do you think needs to be a connector? Um, and again, is there a, and I'm going to use the word personality in quotes, for connecting, um, we kind of touched on this, but I know people are thinking, yes, but what is the personality for connecting? And I don't know if there's one personality. The answer is uh, everybody needs to be a connector. Um, if you're in business, then you absolutely definitely need to be a connector. If you're a human being, you need to be a connector. Agreed. <laughs> it's, you know, as I said, absolutely, there, there's tremendous business applicability to it, and people who do this, you know, they, they profit. They, they actually can measure profit, and, and I can draw actual numbers back to connections. Um, but people, if you do this, it just makes your life better. I've had experiences in my life where I've gotten to do things and had adventures and all because of who I knew and, and people who helped me and it's 
it just makes life better. And, it really does. Um, it's not that difficult to do. Now, I understand, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're not in business and you're not necessarily somebody who's going to a lot of networking events, but you meet people in your life. You meet people, you know, however, you know, if you're a teacher, you still, you meet parents, you meet other teachers, you meet uh, people in the grocery store. And, and I have some great stories of people who I've met in the most random of places, including the gym. And you just meet people every day. And if you just, if you go into this mindset, it's not work. It's just not, it's not hard. It's not difficult. The easiest form of business development that you could possibly do. That's absolutely true. And I'll just share a very uh, personal story. It's so funny. My um, my older son has auditory processing. He's now going to college, and he has mastered the art of managing it due to the teachers, the wonderful teachers he's had, have taught him how to deal with it. Anyway, when he was in fifth grade, um, we had this wonderful teacher. Both my boys ended up having her. Her name was Miss Watts, Robin Watts. Shout out to her. And now she was awesome. Tutored my son, and, you know, through the years with the summer reading, put him on a schedule. I mean, just tremendous woman, Okay. Fast forward, um, she had not been married, wanted to have children, and she became pregnant. And so we met for for breakfast one day during the summer because, you know, we kept in touch over the years. And she said to me, you know, I'm having these twins, and do you think maybe, she goes, Connie, I know you have a huge network. Can you just talk to some moms in town? Because she teaches in town, and she said, um, I could drop the babies off and then go to work. And, it, you know, maybe a mom who's, you know, has her kids going to college, she knew, she, obviously she knew the age of my kids. I said, oh, my gosh, absolutely, I'm on it. So as soon as we, we finished, I called a friend of mine. I said, listen, you have a big network, too. Here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh, she needs a babysitter, someone in town, our network. We all have high school kids. You know, let's get the word out. Let's help her. And her boys also have Robin as a teacher. So we love her. My friend says to me, oh, my gosh, this is weird. I go, why? She goes, I think I want to do it. I go, you want to do it. <laughs> You know, we're, the boys are going to go to college. Our boys were juniors at the time. She said, you know, I love babies. I'm a caregiver. That's who I am. I'm not, I'm not going to go work in an office. It's not who I am. I really think it's me. I said, well, there you go. My work here is done. Call her. See what you guys can work out. Net, net, she ended up babysitting, and she can't imagine not having those babies in her life. And Robin, whose family lives, lives a distance away, has become part of my friend. She was always a part of our families, but has really become an integral part of my friend's family. So you just, it, it feels good, but, you know, here two people were looking for the same thing. It's a, it becomes a no-brainer, I think, Jeff, too. It's, yeah, that's obvious, right? It is, it is. But, and that's the thing, is it's not obvious if you haven't been doing it. And once you start doing it, you can't imagine not doing it. It, it, your, your brain thinks that way, you know? Yeah. I, I, I want to ask you one more um, question, and then before we, we end, I'd really like you, uh, if you could give three takeaways from the book that you consider essential um, with, you know, the, the, this skill that we're talking about, okay? But first, online, we do have to mention that online can you really create real relationships with that online venue? Because it's here to stay. So what are your thoughts? The answer is absolutely yes. Um, I, I mean, I started my business because of Twitter, essentially, and um, some of the relationships that I formed on there. 
Um, I have a friend who usually spends the holidays with me, and I met him on Twitter. Uh, he's He helped introduce me to some people who really, really jump-started my speaking career. Um, I have another friend who I'm having dinner with this Friday who is one of my best friends on the planet. I met her on Twitter in 2009, I think. Um, I have measurable business from people who have followed me on Facebook, who have called me up and said, I've been watching you on Facebook. I think you're the right person for this project. Cool. Uh, I, I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah, relationships you, are real. Um, it, yeah, they're real. And it's it's so funny because the I and and this is now I'm I'm older than you. Okay, so the internet and technology does certainly does not come easy to me. But having now that social media, you have to, as a business, have that social media platform, those digital platforms out there to communicate with folks. And for me, it has become, I think I've become a wonderful resource for folks who meet me and come through my training and, you know, my speaking engagements, et cetera, that they can now follow me because I'm always sharing information. Again, every Monday I put a new uh, radio show up for people just to listen in on their, you know, drive to work. Hey, you might learn something. And, and we have some laughs along the way. So you really you really do have to have that presence and it does make you relevant because people do think of you as a resource, I think as well. And it casts your net so far out to people. I don't think we'd ever have in our network if it wasn't for that social media. Cause you can, you could be in touch with someone from the United Kingdom for goodness sake um, due to social media. So I, I think that you're younger than me that it probably, and again, with your marketing background, um, is it a, is it a huge part of how you still communicate today? It is, but but don't don't confuse it with an age thing because um, it, it's it's not. And if I can draw to some of the people who I have actually got some of the measurable business with, and some of the people sure. who I think are the most active users, um, they are in their you know some of them are in their fifties. Some of them are in their 60s and 70s. That's um, awesome. And there are people who are in their 20s who don't necessarily have the um, the relationship building skills the finesse. developed yet. The finesse. Yes. The finesse mm-hmm. To do that. So um, it's really it's not an age thing. I, I promise you, and I can tell you stories about that. It's about a mindset, and whether you're 20, whether you're 30, whether you're 40, 50, 80, if you have that mindset, um, the mechanics can be learned. It's true. It's absolutely true. What what would be, based on the book, I, I know what my takeaways are, and, and I really wanted to read the passage, but we're just, we're out of time. Everybody has to buy this book. It's, I'm telling you, every class I teach, I'm going to give a copy of the cover and say, here's the book. There's no excuse not to buy it. Um, and, and again, I highlighted mine, Jessica, so I can use it as a, as a reference point um, for my teaching as well to help people learn how to connect because that's such an important part of sales as well. Um, so what are the three key takeaways that you can tell the listeners for, for you based on the book? Um, I know there's more. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think the first thing is is to go into a mindset that you want to be a connector. You want to learn to be a master connector. Love Take it. your first step and, and, and go into that mindset. Um, the second is to think about how, you, how you're going to strategically grow your network. And then the first, just the very first step is who, think about who do I know today that needs to know Connie and make that first connection. It's really as simple as that. Yeah, it's it really is as simple as that. And I just love Jessica, I have to share, she ends the book with, of course, you know, she can't end the book without sharing a connection. So she puts for all those authors out there or those that have a book inside of them, she gives a, a young lady's name who to connect with um, for writing, et cetera, even just articles, you know, whatever it might be to be a ghostwriter, editor. Um, she edits books as well. So I cracked up because, um, and uh, Jess, I don't know if you know this, but I'm, I'm in the throes of, of actually writing a book um, about a quarter of the way done. So still have a long way to go, but we're, we're plugging along. And it's funny because two things that I need um, is an editor at the end for someone to edit the book, certainly, and make sure it all makes sense and all of that. But then also, what do you do with the publishing? And I know that's another whole um, dynamic of information. I've never done it before. So I, I know you can self-publish, look for publisher. So at the end of your book, I said, of course, of course, she's talking to me with this young lady. <laughs> so I, I ended the book smiling because I, it was as if you were in my head at the end of the book. So now isn't that funny that you shared a connection at the end of the book? It comes that naturally. It's that important <laughs> and it's that relevant. So here, me personally, thank you for that connection because, again, I don't know where – I've never done this before. I don't know – and I don't know people, um, you know, in journalism or, or that kind of realm. That's that's just not my not, – they're not in my network. So I, I am thrilled to have met you and thrilled to have – yet a resource at my fingertips when the book is done. So that's how it's done, folks. You've heard it here first. <laughs> well, I will share um, with you that as a result of writing this book, I've actually started my own publishing company. Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. You see what I mean? Now, was this Tracy Fink, if you are listening, kudos to you, my sister, because this is this is just a beautiful thing. So you and I truly do have to talk then um, which we're, we've, folks, we've already booked several of us women that we're going to a concert to see James Taylor at PNC Art Center in July. Go, James. <laughs> oh, it's all so much fun, Jess. It's all so much fun. So everyone listening, I hope that you took some notes today on the strategies we discussed, what's connecting versus marketing, um, I'm sorry, versus networking, and really we need the combination. Jessica gave us some fabulous tips to grow your connections and at the, the bottom line is to be happier and just more fulfilled all the way around. Um, again, I hope that today's conversation provided a framework for you to go out and explore and change some things up. If you'd like to speak with Jessica, again, read her book, Perfect Pairing, The Art of Connecting uh, People. You can find it on Amazon and her website. I'm going to give you her website again, which I will also put the link on the web talk radio. It's www. 7DegreesCommunications.com, and you can reach Jessica um, at J-Levin, L-E-V-I-N, at 7DegreesCommunication.com. That's her email. And, of course, her phone, if you'd like to speak with her and, and have a chat, it's 
1-800-273-5518. Um, again, I'll post all the information on the website. Jess, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and being on the show. And I just love everything. I love the book. I, I highly recommend it to everyone. Um, it's a quick read, and it will it can really change your life. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that change is possible and and easier than we often think. And at the end of the day, really, it's all about being happier. Jess, thank you again for being my awesome guest. Thank you. And thank you for your insights and information. Um, Thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Honey Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Report back. I want to hear all of your connections. Thank you and have a wonderful, exciting, and at the end, just a happy, happy week. Thanks again, everybody. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.